If I had my time again, what I would do differently in business is I would not spend 5K on my website at the start. (laughs) Absolutely not. Not when I didn't even have an audience. So I was having an average of one hit per day on there. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to express your best in this world to create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. Through authentic and uplifting solo episodes and diverse guest conversations, we explore how you can discover and serve your soul's purpose, transform your mind, cultivate high-performing results, and successfully build your dream business of impact. All of this guiding you to fulfill your dream life and serve your greatest impact on this world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and I'm currently recording this episode on the 2nd of November. So we're now two days into the second last month of the year. Like that blows my mind how close Christmas and the end of the year is when I thought it was just last week that it was New Year's Eve for 2023. And in fact, we're not even 48 hours into November yet, and I have already heard Mariah Carey in my ears. So this is serious. Like Christmas is around the corner now. (laughs) Um, And also now that it's the start of November, it means I have been back in Melbourne for one month. And what a month it has been. (laughs) Like, firstly, I can't even begin to describe how good it feels to be back home and to have had a solid routine for the last month. My sleep has been more consistent than it has been all year. My fitness is on the up. So my running is getting faster. My strength is on the up in the gym. Running Life of Legacy Retreat has filled my heart. And I've been on high for like the last three weeks because of this. Um, I've had incredible new opportunities come my way. Unexpected opportunities land in my lap since being back in Melbourne the last few weeks. I've got quite a few talks lined up while I am here for the rest of the year um, before I go back to Bali in January. So speaking of, if you are part of an organizational workplace and you are looking for someone to come in to empower your group to rise up, to be the best of themselves and to spread their light, then I am more than happy to come in. Um, I've got a few more remaining time slots for the rest of this year and in January next year in Melbourne. I am such an advocate for all of us rising up to be the best of ourselves because that is only going to create ripples of positive change. So please just send me an email and then we can go from there. And yeah, like I'm just in a really wonderful place, especially going into my favorite time of the year. Yeah, we've we've got two months left. So let's all see how much we can move and what we can create with these two final months of the year. Now, today's podcast episode is what I would do differently in my business if I had my time again. And I really want to share this episode with you because firstly, when I reflect on my business journey, I have no regrets. I believe that the non-directed journey of business that I've had, the non-straightforward journey, which by the way, is it ever straightforward? I believe that Every decision that I've made, whether or not it was seemingly a good decision at the time, has eventually 
opened up doors that wouldn't have been opened otherwise, have led to valuable learnings and character developing experiences that have all accumulated and gotten me to where I am today. So I have no regrets. But of course, you know, eight years on, I have developed just a little bit more knowledge and experience in the world of business. So if I were to have my time again, and if I were to start my business from scratch in today's climate, then there would be things that I would do differently. So I'd really like to share that in today's episode with you so that if you are starting your own business, especially the business that I'm in, a personal brand or a coaching business, if you are opening up a business in today's world, then you can learn from my experiences and fast track your journey and get to where you want to go faster. So firstly, I want to touch briefly on the things that I believe I did really well, because I think this is worth highlighting. The first thing is I always started before I felt like I was ready or qualified. I jumped into so many things and just took it as it came without having it all perfectly planned or laid out. And this has always been my personality trait. I haven't ever really been an overthinker. I've been more of a doer and figure it out as it goes. And this, of course, sometimes doesn't always work out, but more often than not has gotten me results and has gotten me progress that has left me better off. So for example, I remember my first like step into business was simply starting an Instagram account. And this was back when I was doing personal training. And I didn't initially plan to start my own brand and start my own business. But naturally, as a personal trainer, you can get given clients at the studio that you work at. Um, but also it is partly up to you to find your own clients as well. And then that puts the onus and the responsibility in your own, uh, your own actions and decisions, essentially a bit of a business mentality. So I remember I started an Instagram account, like, and I had so much fear about what people would think of me, but I just started it anyway to share my thoughts, share my knowledge, share some inspiration. And that's when I started my, my first ever brand, Strong Foundations Fitness, where um, I was a personal trainer working with women to build their strong foundation. And I remember I got my very first client from that Instagram account, maybe a few months down the track, um, just because I was posting regular content. Uh, and I took the same approach when it came to my first online course, my first workshop, my first retreat. I never had it perfectly planned out, perfectly mapped out, I would just jump into it. Like my first online course, I had the strong longing to launch something like that. And with the help of my mentor at the time, I came up with the idea, I marketed it, and I launched it within four weeks. And I filled up the room with eight women at the time. And I I launched my first online course. And of course, like, Every single course since then has been better and bigger and more impactful. But the only reason why there have been iterations and improvements is because I did the very first one and learned from it in the first place. 
And because of that, I am proud of that. And that is an approach that I continue to take and I would encourage you to take is just start um, because the 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 learnings and the experiences and the improvements that you get going from iteration number one to iteration number two over say a three-month period is always going to be greater than simply planning and hypothesizing and like getting ready for three months and then doing your first iteration after three months. You always get more progress through doing. Now, something else that I did that I loved how I approached this and would absolutely do it exactly like this again is the way that I transitioned from my nine to five to a full-time business slowly. As the business grew, as my side hustle grew, I would gradually and incrementally step away from my nine to five. And I loved doing it like this because it allowed me to enjoy the process and to not be burdened by the pressure of the business has to work so that I can like put food on the table and have a home to live in. Like that is how I recommend all of my clients do it in today's world because I get that there's the mentality of, oh, you have to quit to go all in, like don't have a plan B. That's just going to distract from plan A. I get that. But what can often happen is the pressure and the overwhelm of quitting and going all in that can outweigh the benefit of going all in. And that can then be the downfall of someone who quits and goes all in. So doing the transition slowly, but that doesn't mean that you have a plan B just because you're doing it slowly doesn't mean that you are counting on falling back on your nine to five. You can still be a hundred percent committed to the vision of your business, but go about it in a more incremental and strategic way. Now, the final thing that I'd really like to give an honorable mention to myself for doing in the early stages of business was how much I invested in myself to get mentoring and to do extensive personal development work. Um, I spent a lot on this and this was undoubtedly the thing that led to my ability to still have a business today. Like 50% of small businesses aren't even standing after two years. And I attribute so much of my ability to still be here today serving my mission through business because of all the work that I did on myself. Like I knew my why, I knew myself, my strengths, my weaknesses. I was able to work on my weaknesses and develop so much confidence and conviction within myself that led to the strength of the business being developed through all of the peaks and the troughs and the challenges that came along the way. And when I look back over all of the finances that I invested in myself throughout that time period, like that could have been overseas holidays every year. That could have been like two house deposits. But I'm glad that I went about it in this sequence because first and foremost, I was able to de- to work on and develop myself to then open up a compounding effect and 
exponential growth in the following years to then be able to still go on the overseas holidays and to have the house deposit later on through the abundance that I would then be able to create. So this is something that I deeply am grateful for, for myself, for being open to early on. So those are a few things that I'm really glad I did it in the way that I did because it led to where I am today. And before I go into the things that I would do differently in my business if I had my time again, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge that everything that I'm sharing now is through the lens of my own journey and everything that I have experienced. You could listen to another podcast with another coach or another business owner who might say a completely different thing or something that is contrasting what I'm saying in this episode. But that is because everything out there is going to work for someone, but nothing is going to work for everyone. And what I mean by that is everyone's on their own journey. And my particular lens of how I perceive what I did well and what I would do differently the second time round is only ever going to be completely true and relevant for me. But I'm sharing this because then you can take on my experiences and take what would be relevant for you and then leave the rest. So I'd encourage you as you listen to this episode, critically question what I am saying and make sure that you don't just take everything on just because I said it, but you take on the parts that would work for you based on where you're at in your journey. And then you can also consciously choose to not take on other suggestions as well. So I just want to mention that before I go into what I would do differently in my business if I had my time again. Now, the first thing that I would do differently is do more specific business strategy training, not just personal development training. And this is just me because I was so far down the spectrum of doing all the personal development work, but no business development work or Okay, that's an exaggeration. It wasn't no business development work, but it was very little. So if I had done more business strategy training and and gotten more guidance with that, like in terms of the actual branding and marketing and sales and systemizations and operations, all of the technical stuff, then I would have progressed early, I would have progressed faster in the earlier years of my business because I wouldn't have spent so much time throwing spaghetti at the wall in the dark, hoping something would stick. And once again, I say this because I was so far towards one end of the spectrum between personal and business training. But if you're listening to this, you may be at a different point on that spectrum. Maybe you're already doing quite a lot of business um, coaching and not enough personal development coaching. And maybe like your ratios and how much you need to lean towards one or the other is going to be different. And also depends on the stage of business that you're in as well. Um, So once again, take this on depending on where you are at in your journey. But for me, it took me about three or four years before I started to actually learn in depth the ins and outs of business. And because of that, Like, yeah, I spent the first few years just kind of playing around. But once again, no regrets. I enjoyed those years. Um, 
But yeah, if I had my time again, I would balance out the ratios just that little bit more. And that's why now I don't ever just teach personal development by itself or business by itself. Like I, I never just do that because both integrate and both need to be married together for someone to get optimal business results. Um, so with everyone who I work with, we do the inner work to transform you at the core of your mind and your heart so that you have that foundation to create an extraordinary business, but then also go into the technical aspects of business as well. And um, I have a method called the business creation pyramid that walks you through all of the stages in the right sequence to build a phenomenal business because you need to have both to achieve the peak of your results and then to sustain that peak as well. Now, the second thing that I would do differently if I had my time again is I would have systemized my business earlier on. So this is a bit of a follow on from the last thing. Um, I didn't systemize early on because I didn't have as much knowledge around systems of a business. Um, And it was only maybe after the fourth and fifth year that I started to understand systems a little bit more. And what I mean by systems is all of the protocols and procedures for all the aspects of the business, such as marketing, social media, posting, sales, administration, such as taking payments and accounting and legal documents and note-taking and project management, such as running a retreat where there are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of moving parts that need to be organized and put together. Um, Operations for my coaching, having systems of the journey that I take my clients on. So having these systems, not just in my head, but written down. Because even though at the time, it will take more energy and resources to write down and map out this system on paper or on your computer, it's going to save so much time later on. And I've only learned this in more recent times because over the last year and a bit where I've started to build a team and I've started to outsource different parts of my work, I've had to have these systems written down so that I can teach it to someone else. And as they say, like, until you can teach it to someone else and someone else can do your job, only then is that process streamlined. So I should have systemized earlier on, not just in my head, but down in a physical form so that I could teach it to someone else and there can be a smooth operations of the whole business. Now that leads to the next part of what I would do differently. And that is outsource different parts of the business earlier on as well. I remember I would have this conversation with my partner and he would be like, hey, aren't you ready to start outsourcing, you know, your social media or your admin tasks? And I'll be like, no, no, I'm not ready. I need to be making more money or my business needs to get bigger before I feel like I'm qualified or I'm worthy to have team members and have people helping me out. Um, And also I convinced myself that no one can do things as well as I did. So it was part of my ego as well being like, no, 
I'm the best one who can do this and no one else can do it as good as me. And I remember we kind of knocked heads about this, my partner and I, we knocked heads about this for so long because he was like, you're ready to outsource. And I'll be like, no, <laughs> you know, I'll put my hand up. I'll be like, no, talk to the hand. Um, but then when I first hired my VA, my virtual assistant, Sharice, I am going to give you a shout out because you are the one of the best things that's happened to me, Sharice. Um, you have made my life so much easier and we work so well as a team you have a beautiful heart and a beautiful work ethic and you teach me just as much as I teach you and I love how dedicated and devoted you are to growing Trang Nova and the impact and the mission that I have um so yes since first hiring Sharice my VA oh my gosh like I was just like why have I not done this earlier it was great accountability to systemize my processes um, and have that set because I have to have that if I'm going to hire someone. And then Sharice took off at least 10 hours of my week and gave me back so much time to either rest at night or to get even more done to move things forwards more quickly. Um, same thing with my social media. If you follow me on social media, you'll see that I post every day and I've been posting every day for I don't even know how long, at least, at least since 2017. And for a long time, I was doing all of that by myself. I would create the copy. I would create the media. I would then spend half an hour each night posting it on Instagram and then copying and pasting the caption to then post on Facebook, then post on TikTok, then post on YouTube, then post on LinkedIn, half an hour every night. And there was a point where I was posting twice a day. So it was a whole hour every day. And that would restrict me because I'd be out with friends or I would be on holidays and I'd have to either stop what I'm doing to post or, you know, my consistency on social media would take a hit if I am just trying to enjoy my life. So then when I hired someone to start doing my graphics for me and to start doing the scheduling for me, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't even need to think about my social media. I'm out for dinner with friends. And then when I get home, I open up Instagram and oh, look, just like that. Something has been posted on my account half an hour ago and I didn't even know. So if I had my time again, I would absolutely go down the path of outsourcing different tasks in my business earlier on. And I'd really encourage you to, to do the same. Like it's never too early to outsource you don't have to hit a certain financial or business cap to be worthy of outsourcing what it is that you do. Now, you have certain strengths and skills that make you unique and valuable. So focus on that and don't allow other distractions or your focus and or um, resources to be just to, to be spread thin through trying to hand, handle everything in your business. As soon as you can, start to outsource and focus on what you do best. And I still do that today. Like I still create all of my social media posts. I write everything from my heart and I still record these episodes and I am doing everything when it comes to client facing work, because I know that my clients, they want to work with me, not just because of the systems, not just because of the business creation pyramid, um, but because of me, 
You know, I often hear that it's my energy and my warmth and my authenticity that inspires people when they want to be around that energy. So I know that is my strength. That is what I enjoy doing. So I'm going to do more of that and less of the other things that someone else could be doing better than me, like such as creating a pretty Instagram um, like uh, graphic. <laughs> right like I don't specifically do that because my graphics are okay I've done it I've done it before but there are other people who can do it better than me another thing that I would do differently if I had my time again is I would have put myself in rooms with more diverse business owners so you know the importance of surrounding yourself with people who inspire you and are further along you in your journey And I did that, you know, early on, I was in mentoring groups. I attended retreats with many other solopreneurs in the fitness industry because that's what I was. I was a personal trainer. So I loved surrounding myself with other personal trainers, um, growing their coaching businesses and learning from them. And that was really great because I got a lot out of that. But In more recent times, I have realized the value of getting to know a more diverse pool of business owners. So so not just solopreneurs, but company owners from different industries. So not just the fitness industry, but maybe the tech industry, education, engineering, um, people who sell products and services, people from different countries, because what you learn from such a range of different backgrounds and experiences and ways of doing things allows this rounded comprehensive understanding of business and you can take the best of all of these different industries and all these different cultures and ways of doing take the best of all that and bring it to your industry and that's what I loved about Bali because Bali is such a center for foreign entrepreneurs. You can't actually live in Bali as a foreigner foreigner without an online source of income um, because you can't be employed there as a foreigner. You cannot be employed in Bali. So every foreigner who lives there is an entrepreneur, is a business owner, a company owner. And it's not just Australians there, it's, it's people from all over the world. And I have loved having my eyes and my mind expanded to so many different ways of doing things I never would have even thought of previously. And that not only has taught me a lot, but it's given me opportunities as well. You know, you, you often hear that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So getting to know different business owners from different industries, different countries has led to doors being opened that I wouldn't have expected because there can be so much more collaboration. There can be different ways that you can come together and build something together because you're not direct competitors, you could say. You're from different industries. So that's something that I would have done earlier on uh, if I had my time again. Put myself in rooms with more diverse business owners. Now, the last thing that I want to mention, the final thing that I would do differently if I had my time again is not spend 5K on my website. (laughs) Absolutely not. Because at the start, I didn't even have an audience. Like I was having an average hit rate of one person per day on my website. So what is the point of spending 5K on my website? Like people 
don't even go on websites anymore. I've had plenty of clients sign up with me just through my social media. They're like, I love your energy. I love what you talk about. I know that there's a lot that you could teach me. I want to work with you. And that's without even going on my website. (laughs) So firstly, that is a reflection of consumer behavior and decision-making patterns in today's world. You know, a website is a nice to have, um, but it's not a must have. And if you're starting out your business, do not spend all of your money, time, and energy crafting out this perfect website. Um, because that energy could be much better spent. So that's the first thing. Um, the the second thing that this reflection is a uh, reminder of is to let go of that perfectionism at the start. Like I said, I had maybe just one or two people going on my website each day at the start. So there's just no point having this perfectly curated website I would have much better off had just something up there. Like even if I had just spent 30% of my finances and then had a website that was 30% in terms of quality and everything that it was, it still would have been better off because there just wasn't even people going to the website in the first place. So I spent so much time that could have been much better used. With that being said, if I had my time again, what I would do differently with that 5K is, and side note, if you've got an amount of money in your account ready to invest, this is what I would suggest. Only spend a fraction of that on the website. A fraction, if anything, because there's so much great software these days that allow you to make your own website. You don't even need to hire an agency or developers to do it for you. What I would spend that money on is a few different things. One, I would spend it on business strategy coaching. And this is assuming that you're already doing personal development coaching or you're already doing personal development in one form or another. Because remember, both are important. And if I had to choose one or the other, I would start with personal development. Because if you gave the top business strategies to a seven-year-old, they're still not going to be able to do anything with it. So if you are still not developed in terms of your self-awareness, your self-confidence, um, you you haven't worked through your own wounds and blockages, then there's only so much that you can do with the best business strategies. So coaching and guidance, one of the most fantastic ways to fast track your progress and to achieve what might have taken you 20 years in just five years. I would also invest that money on developing your core skill set. Developing your core skill set that is required in your business. So that's going to look different for everyone. But for example, for me, some of the best uh, investments that I have made in my own skill development is speaking. And that's not just because I'm a speaker, but it's also because I am a coach. I am a business owner. I do my own like marketing, I am a personal brand. So I'm speaking on the podcast, I'm speaking on social media and my ability to speak and to communicate with my clients is key. It is so vital that that is developed. So maybe it's coaching skills if you are a coach yourself, but developing your skill set and making yourself the unique, uh, valuable and irreplaceable asset in your business. You need to be that asset. Your skills need to be that asset. 
Um, and the final thing that I would then spend that money on, if there is any leftover at this point, is actually running social media ads. I think social media is fabulous. Like organic reach, it's not anywhere like it used to be. You can still grow your accounts through organic means for sure. Like, yeah, last year I had a reel that went viral. It reached over 2 million people. Um, But that was kind of more of a one-off. I mean, you know what? Maybe you're better than me and you can have more of your content go viral, but um, I've just had that one reel go viral. So then otherwise what I'm doing is I am running social media ads. And that is so great to get my mission and my passion and my gift in front of more people and to share it with more souls. Because you can have the best skill set in the world. You can be the most extraordinary at what it is that you do. But if you're just in a room by yourself, like trying to, I don't know, speak to a wall, no one's going to see what it is that you have to offer. So I would highly recommend getting in front of people through social media. That is where people spend most of their time nowadays. Not TV, not radio, not the newspaper, social media. And then lastly, if you have any more leftover, put it into stocks because stocks are bomb. (laughs) Um, But disclaimer, not a financial advisor. Do not take financial advice from me. It is just something that um, I have really lent into this year uh, because I'm not so big on real estate. I like to have my capital not locked in and available to be used now. So yeah, investing it into my business and stocks is the way to go. Also because I'm a free spirit and I do not want to be locked down, let alone locked down in a house in one place. (laughs) Um, So that's another aspect as well. But anyways, Those are the things that I would do differently in my business if I had my time again. I really hope that this episode has been valuable for you, that it has been practical so that you not only get inspired from this, but you get to take away one or two things and implement it into your life and business from here. And how I'd recommend you doing that is in a note-taking app, I'd recommend writing down your one biggest takeaway from this episode. Really hone in on that one thing and go and do it because that is how we create change. You know, Because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. All right, fam. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I am honored that you tune into this podcast and you trust me to share worthwhile content with you. And with that being said, if you did enjoy this episode and you enjoy the podcast, I would love it if you took a moment to leave a review and a rating on whichever podcast platform that you listen to this to. Um, It really helps spread the podcast. And the more that the podcast gets out there, the better guests that I can get for you um, to listen to and to change your life. 